Hello and welcome to Getting Real with the Fictitious Dishes, a podcast where a band gives you advice. We are that band, the Fictitious Dishes. Plus a guest. We'll get you in a moment. Oh my god, a guest. (laughs) This is actually, if you listened last time, this is part two with uh, Mia from Rosa Rosa. (laughs) Yes. Yes. She said questioningly. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us and for continuing on. Despite all the odds, fate didn't want you to arrive. I know, a flat tire? Bullshit. Listen, a flat tire almost prevented me from being here. We've lost a dish. We have have lost a dish, but Mia persists. But Mia is still with us, so... um, You read whatever you want. It ain't my bedtime. That's right. I'm Liz. I am one of the guitar players, and I occasionally sing. I'm singing a bit more songs. Oh, my gosh, Liz. She writes bangers. Really good songs lately. More of your melodic, your dulcet tones (laughs) on the microphone. I'm singing like close to 20% of our songs now. I don't think that's the number. No, is that not the number? That's 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 the number. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 40%. 
like more qualified to give advice than the rest of us. She's actually a psychotherapist. Tell us about your your DBT. <laughs> That's ruthless. <laughs> I am a psychotherapist who has a private practice and I also work at a group practice um, doing dialectical behavior therapy. Although I'm actually going to be certified in sex therapy soon. So I'm kind of making a shift soon. Nice. Gotta, yeah. gotta grow. I'm ready. It's been 10 years. She's, she's like a real she's qualified for this folks which is more than I can say for the rest of us yeah we, we're not qualified <laughs> and, and none of this should be taken as, pers- as yeah. real legal advice this is not advice. clinical this advice not clinical advice. even not if clinical she is legit it's still yes. not. still not clinical advice she can't do that unless she sees you in person and that's important to know um, so and then also uh, if you're listening to this and you think, gosh, I need advice. The way you can get advice from us, if you want it, God love you, um, <laughs> is to write into us at thefictitiousdishes at gmail.com or to DM us on our many social media platforms, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, we probably use the most. TikTok, that's all Maggie, but Maggie, our drummer, left. So, but she will still answer. She didn't leave the band. She, she left, just left the podcast. She left the podcast session. <laughs> Mia's like, like stroking her forehead, like Jesus, these people. Yeah. But anyway, Mia is going to read our first question from Tracy. Mia, go ahead. Okay. So from Tracy, what do you do if your significant other's politics change over time? When my partner and I first got together, we were both pretty squarely on the left. It's part of why we selected each other's dating profiles. Now, after 10 years together, my partner is moving more and more to the right, and I don't like it. I know politics can be stupid, but I do feel it also reflects a person's values, and it bothers me that my partners seem to be changing. Is there anything I can do? What do you guys think? Talk it out with them and say, hey, you know, I mean, like, I don't... I don't know like I really don't know I don't either because you know what my my significant other has has started acting a little bit weird about certain you know things and even though he says he's not very conservative some of the things he's listening to are giving me a little bit of pause Mm -hmm. but I just have to look at it as like okay he'll work it all out that's just me because it's really not my business like what he believes i don't know i don't know i i feel like i feel like it kind of is your business yeah i know i know because i i hate to say this there are some political issues where we talk about like are you a single issue voter um and i certainly have my issues where i am a single issue voter and i don't know how I would feel if my partner disagreed with me on those things where they are so important to the definition of me that um, if that you know if if they were to like deviate from that I think I I would have problems how do you deal with that that's a I don't I just don't it's a good know. question I just like I think if I think if people are able to maintain respect for one another in that relationship that's something that could make it something that is worthwhile holding on to 
Um, but I, I really feel for that scenario. Yeah, if like if if my significant other decided that he was going to completely, you know, completely 100, 360 degrees a go the opposite way. Is it one day? Three sixty is all the way back to me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Geometry. I'm sorry. I got an A. <laughs> it's the only math I ever made sense to me. I don't know anything about math. Sorry. Numbers scare me. Anyways, if he did a 180, then I, I it, yes, I would question it too. But, you know, you have to just like weigh things. And it's like, is this worth stopping our relationship for? I think to Sharon's point, it probably depends on exactly what the political issue is. Yes, there's certain things with like politics where where it's weird. If you actually like talk to the person and break it down, you you actually like weirdly agree. You just have like a slightly different take on the way like the money should be spent, sort of a thing. But there are others where it's and you know, and I don't know the extent of this of the reader, but it's okay. Like let's like level set. We're talking the the first week of May here, 2022. Uh, A Supreme Court opinion was leaked uh, that it looks like the U.S. Supreme Court might overturn Roe v. Wade. And uh, listen, this might be extremely dated by the time this airs. Maybe they've called it back. Maybe they changed their minds. Who knows? That's not happening. But yeah, it's it's for a lot of women. Scary. I I think all of us at this table, pretty terrifying. And I think... For me, it goes way deeper than the issue of abortion, which of itself, listen, I'll agree, the issue of abortion is like, there's like moral quandaries to be had. I I think probably less than some people think, but there are occasional moral quandaries to be had. But like, I think the way the entire debate has been framed is just, it's extremely misogynistic. And in my opinion, the entire pro-life movement is, has absolutely nothing to do with babies and everything about putting women in their place. And that's racist. And yeah, there's yeah. a racial component and a classist component mm, and everything. Very like classist. But I, I just think, and you can see it by the fact that they frankly go after women and like fucking, you know, newsflash, it takes two people to make a baby and they don't go after the men involved. Yeah. So, like, that just tells you everything you need to know. That's well, like newsflash. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry if that's breaking stuff to people. But I mean, like, I don't want to sidetrack on this. But I feel like that's like an issue that I think for a lot of people is like that's that would something be a deal breaker. That would, that be, would a be a deal breaker, breaker. To me too. And yeah, and I think it's hard, Tracy, because I mean, I I do know what it's like when you sort of come together with somebody in the beginning, and you have so much in common, and you really have this bond um, just in life you know music interests and then over time maybe it's not politics but it does it's hard when we can't control that people do change and they shift do change and, and absolutely and um i just wanted to like at least you know share my compassion for that because that's definitely something i've experienced before and it's just not an easy thing to navigate because it's just like wait what happened to this person yeah. our values are inherently different now what do we do about that I would suggest a conversation about the values and and are they aligning and could they align better? And the other thing to consider, you know, and I certainly have friends where that has happened and it's been awkward even for me to navigate as an outsider. Um, But I feel 
to you know use your word Nia compassion where these people have purchased a home together they have children together it's not easy to divest yourself absolutely not for political opinion you know so like so what do you do and the only the only thing I can think of is as long as everyone is able to maintain a certain level of respect Mm -hmm. for each other's opinions like that should be the bottom zero baseline requirement. Mm-hmm. If it goes beyond that, then there's like a broader issue of like how do we separate? Because mm-hmm. if you can't be respectful of each other's opinions in that it, for like deeply personal subjects, and politics is so different from oh they like different shows than I like on Netflix. <laughs> you know, like it's not it's not like a you know. They like pineapple on their pizza, and I think that's abhorrent. You know, like that's a common. You know, everybody likes to argue about that. Which, by the way, absolutely not. No, <laughs> I've come around to it lately. Fuck life. pineapple. Fuck. Fuck pineapple on pizza. But, but like the whole point is, is that these are deeply personal. Like if it's if it's coming to a point where you're like concerned about your partner's political differing views like and 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 you don't feel respected and heard like i mean i would take issue even if i was being respected and heard if i if i'm being completely honest but that's just me but like the bait the bottom baseline that you should expect is for someone to treat your opinions with respect and also it goes the other way you got to treat their opinions with respect also and like if you can't do that, how yeah. you know? Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Talk like, through what's changed. If it's something, in particular, if it's something less of a lightning rod than, say, the Roe v. Wade thing. Like, if it's just that, like, suddenly they're like, I don't think we should have to pay for affordable housing. You know? Be like, well, you used to. Like, what's yeah. changed? And because sometimes it's honestly, like as we've mentioned a few times, like we're all getting older and with getting older, if you're fortunate, sometimes comes with making more money. And sometimes when uh, some people, when they make more money are suddenly less inclined to give it away. <laughs> and it's a weird thing where, where when you don't make a lot of money, you're something you're like, you'll give it to everybody. And when you make a lot, you don't want to. And I, yeah. it's, I mean, in my opinion, it's just greed. That's all it is. But maybe I'm being maybe I'm being unfair there. But I mean, talk. To, I, I guess my point is just like talk to them big. Why, why are you suddenly against this thing you used to be for, or for this thing you used to be against? And talk it through. And it might, it might not be a total value change. Maybe it's just yeah. like it could just be a little thing, like a slight yeah. a slight difference. But communication is still going to be the big deal. And I really want to emphasize for me at least, and it's something that I struggle with because I get incensed. I get, like, the Roe v. Wade thing. Like, I've really just, like, I have not dealt with that because I will turn into a raging <laughs> bite your head off. Like, how how could you think that this is a good choice for America? Like, are you a patriot or not? <laughs> are you a patriot or not? Because an, a patriot would support this shit and also science is behind me but so i'm gonna back myself down but the but the the thing is is like being respectful and like and that's really fucking difficult sometimes when it is something that you are passionately involved in 
I think that's interesting though because it's a, and it's a good point in that whole point about patriotism because as as someone who does like politics and always has like I'm a nerd who like I was like carefully following like the Kosovo war when I was in like ninth grade like I like I I was a dork about this stuff and I'm I'm always kind of shocked when I meet these people who are like they're 30 years old and they're like I just found out about NATO and I'm like what what were you doing with your junior high school years (laughs) you weren't on a junior NATO club they have that right probably you weren't on it but I, I wasn't on that one but yeah it's like no but i mean there are some people who just they learn about things at a different time and they come at it from a different space and i think but that idea specifically about patriotism and what does that mean for you because and that's like a thing you can start with which is you can basically say two people who both say i think america could be great Right? That's a starting off point. It's a thing you both agree on. Is this, a, this is a so- Socratic seminar. Hey God, maybe. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But no, so but it's start, like... You start with an agreed truth start and then with you, an and agreed, then you, build, you but yeah, build, build Start with that agreed truth and then build on it. And this is probably way more than this person who wrote in this question was talking about. But I would <laughs> I would just start out with like, okay, like... Because because you once agreed is my point. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Once Getting agreed, back to the actual question, yeah. the point is, is that these two people agreed at one point so where did the deviation occur and what yeah. and where was that point and how can we uh have a discussion to understand what where and why that deviation occurred and and can we make amends yeah, does that, how does that affect our relationship moving forward yeah and are you a patriot or not <laughs> personally i'm not <laughs> no. sorry no, that's okay. Like, yeah. I, I honestly respect it because America's done some horrible things. <laughs> terrible things. Terrible things. But it, that, I mean, to not not get too far on the, the patriotism, patriotism thing, it really breaks my heart because I want to love America. It's such a beautiful country. There's so many lovely things about it. But this... This climate that we see it has, has really got me worried... Wearing and Jackie's just like gently tapping her chin with her lipstick uh, canister, and it's very distracting. Sorry, it's very distracting. Um, I get like, fidgety. The, the, the just politics the way it thing is. is really just—it's just heartbreaking. And I think, honestly, I think that's something that. Um, probably every couple should expect and plan for pretty much and and i think that and also here's something here's something that i'm curious about here's something that i think about where they always talk about how people when they get older they get more conservative and i wonder about that for like our generation i wonder what is it what is it that tips people over into the edge like over to the like conservative side of things liz spoke a little bit about money which um which like kind of like kind of makes sense like i i i disagree with it where like you're like oh suddenly when i was making like 30k a year i wasn't mad about my taxes but when i'm making you know 90k a year i i get a little bit butthurt about how much they're taking away um but like what is it that 
when you're you you go from being like butthurt about taxes to being like mad about immigrants you know like what is it i think it's taxes as a part of it i think it's less taxes and more just power in general i remember actually seeing an interview with gloria steinem and i don't know that i completely agree with this i thought you were gonna say gloria stefan and i got really excited. that would be better that would be better and the miami sound machine or no? gloria steinem and the miami sound machine. oh my god <laughs> She said this thing, which I thought was interesting. I don't actually agree with it necessarily. She said men get more conservative as they get older and women get more liberal because men gain power as they get older and women lose it. Mm-hmm. And I, which I don't... It's not necessarily true. I don't exactly agree with that, but I agree with the premise that you become more conservative as you gain power. There is that kind of I got mine mindset, and I think that's across the board, but my overarching point what I want to get to um, is to what Taryn said about, I think the younger generation, I think what is causing some disturbances in the force (laughs) in American society is that basically that shit's not happening for people of, of the millennial generation, Gen Z, they're working their asses off and they still can't afford that house. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they cry still... me a fucking river. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Oh, there. hold on, Jackie. Are you a conservative Gen Xer? <laughs> no, I'm a Gen Xer, but I'm not conservative. Well, what do you mean by cry me a river? Yeah. You're saying like, you know, it's not just millennials. No, I know, but I I'm saying it's... what your statement means. Though. I'm I think just it's saying it's no, just it's not, not it's just still... millennials and Gen Xers or Gen, Gen Zers, whatever. I'm just saying like, there's a lot of Gen Xers I know that are not. I think you it was. Know. I think it was starting with. I, I. To be honest, I fucking hate the like media terms for generations and stuff. I think it was starting for people your age, and it's become. It's only increased. Yes, is my absolutely. Point. I don't feel that we had the same, uh, you know, opportunities that other generations had. I got all pissed off because but, okay, so like so like so we lumped you in with millennials and we malign and the always forgotten yeah. Gen X. Let's I'm sorry. Listen, I'm a Zen, I'm a Zennial. I was born in I'm a Gen X. I Ma- yeah, Mia is Gen X. Xers are um, they're a lot more cynical, and I don't mean yeah. that as a bad thing. Like I honestly do feel like uh, they're a lot more like millennials are very. And Gen Z, way more so, are very earnest. And in a lot of ways, that's beautiful. Like, it really is. But I also feel like, as someone, especially someone who recently turned 40, I'm like, oh, honey, you're, <laughs> like, the, the world is just going to pop all of your balloons and I'm, I'm, I'll be here to hold you when you cry. <laughs> I feel like those of us, though, who are a bit more um, on the Gen X side were sort of our balloons came pre-popped. Like the balloons were never inflated. (laughs) That is is something I sometimes worry about. And I don't know if this is like a dick thing to say. (laughs) If you have to say it. Sometimes I worry about like this whole like mindfulness thing going over the edge. And I don't know if it's a generational thing. And so just let me... Uh, speak my piece mm-hmm. before you jump in. Mia's about to attack. Look at her eyes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes, and this is just me. This is my personal me with all of my like fucked up bullshit that I have. Sometimes I worry about, you know, this emphasis on self-acceptance. But sometimes I worry about like what if you accept yourself 
into doing the wrong thing for you in your life where you're like too accepting and you're just like, and you're just like, this is a bad habit, but you're so into the self-acceptance realm that you're just like, no, but this is what's good for me and this is what I feel like doing. I, and this is, again, just me. Sometimes I, sometimes I thrive on you can do better. You should do better for yourself. And that's just me. And I just, I just sometimes. That's, that's still in the vein of, of, you know, being dialectical, though, is that we want to strive to be better. We can, we can be trying hard and both and we can still work to be harder, try better, strive for more. And I think if you can check in with yourself of like, but is my behavior effective? Am I, a, am I effective right now in this instance? If people can be really honest with themselves, I think then they would understand that maybe change needs to happen, right? And that's my curious. I'm curious how but you coach people. Yeah. That, but that's the thing, right? Like, I think the people that come in that are really wanting to make change in their lives, make behavior change. Usually, they are pretty self-aware to a certain level, right? And like, those are the people I want to work with—the ones that are just really excited to make that change I know what you're saying like it almost seems like the self-acceptance thing just lets us get away with murder we're just we're just right. we just get to do whatever we want we're just assholes right but I see it differently in that like but but is the way you're living effective though if it's not like let's be honest about that yeah yeah like instead but, of using like judgment right right and you know I struggle with my own um, issues of like keeping my house clean and getting my shit done and like I have all these things I need to do but so I, I and I just wonder like how does mindfulness and self-acceptance like fit into that because if it were me I'd self-accept myself to watching Netflix all day for the rest of my life as if I were a vampire like you know, Again, like, how, like, how do you like how do you make that transition and and sometimes that's my I'm just curious and I see radical self-acceptance as um, despite my failings and my flaws and despite my personal impulsivity, even though that's something that's like an issue for me, it can be cool, but it can also suck. Despite all that, I still radically self-accept who I am as a person, right? But right. Like, that's not discounting the fact that there are many concerns and issues that still arise. And so how do you deal with the concerns that, that continue to arise? I mean, you first have to accept before you can make change. And so you just, like, when those come up, you're just like, this is this is something. With DBT, right, when it comes up, you're like, oh, I'm experiencing this right now. You have a little wheel that gonna, says, like, all, there's a wheel. Going back to the thing I've been saying all along, like, we're trying to get away from, not all along, but just... Being dialectical. The whole point is we're trying to get away from black and white. We're trying to get away from extremes. It's not super effective to be in that mindset of extremes, right? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of what I would say is like, can we find a middle ground here? Like, let's try because whatever it is that's going on, <laughs> it's not really working, right? We, we need to find a compromise. We need to find the middle ground so that um, we're not in this black and white way of thinking because you're saying that like 
not all of these people are being super effective in the way that they approach life, right? Or they're just a little like we can't we can't do it. We can't always be going in that direction. It doesn't really do a whole lot to be extreme, does it? Mm-hmm. I think that's Hope perfect. That I I think that's perfect. I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for those who are listening. Thank you, Mia, so much for being on our two podcasts. Super fun. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you have questions for the fictitious dishes, uh, they run the gamut. Honestly, our last two episodes have been kind of serious, but you can also ask stupid questions like, how long do I have to defrost chicken before I put it in the crock pot? Six hours. You spoiled that one, Liz. (laughs) Jesus, no one's going to listen. Um, thank you so much for listening. Write into thefictitiousdishes at gmail.com. And, um, slide into oh, our DMs. Slide into our DMs. When in July is Rosa Rossa? Eighth and ninth. Rosa Play. Rosa. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So so July, we're playing on the 8th at Redwood Bar in Los Angeles. Oh, I've been there. Oakland is a cool. Oh. And then Oakland at White Horse, and that's the 9th. Um, but we are playing. Oh wait, it'll be past May when we play yeah. this. Okay. Yeah, I think this is gonna land. Caswell, July, June twenty ninth, though. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much. If you're still listening, God bless. We will see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.